let's let's not kid ourselves. I look okay with a lot of hair. You look great. Like with if a lot I, of hair. I you, look, you look great, you man. Look yeah, you can pull it off. Like if I got that weird Japanese thing that they're doing, they're like cut all this down and put that sticky stuff on it, and you can have super long bangs or whatever. <laughs> and I think I could yeah, rock some... that. Would you guys tell? Would you guys tell on me? You'd be like that. That dude's wearing. I, a I would support it, especially if you went for the guy liner too, like the Green Day look. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Willow? Yeah, I have to. Yeah, skip oh, that. totally. You could rock skip that. that. And uh, just so, just so we're clear, like I, I would <laughs> totally support it to your face, but then I would probably laugh at you behind your back. But like in love, yeah, you know. You are listening to the Signal to Noise podcast on the ProSound Web Podcast Network. Signal to Noise is supported by Audix. Check out their new line of Pro Studio headphones and A131 and A133 large diaphragm studio condenser mics at audixusa.com. Alan and Heath has asked us to read the following statement. Jennifer from Illinois called in with this question. On the Signal to Noise episode featuring the best roasted duck recipes, Chris Leonard said I should add two tablespoons of curry powder. Did he in fact mean two teaspoons? Well, Jennifer, judgment of any system exists in an irrational or metaphysical or at least epistemological contradiction to an abstract phenomenological empirical concept such as being. Michael, hit it. You've been gone for a couple days. Welcome back to the Signal to Noise podcast on the Pro Sound Web Podcast Network. As always, my name is Michael Lawrence. I'm joined by, I'm going to go in order of people on my screen, Chris Leonard, front and center right now. Hey, hey what's hey. up? Yeah. 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 Wearing, yeah. He's wearing the, uh, the brand new Signal to Noise podcast hat. It's a beanie hat. And he has a t-shirt with three very uh, handsome gentlemen hoodie, on the front. Oh, is it a sweatshirt? Hoodie, okay. Yeah. Three very handsome gentlemen on the front of that thing. I think um, people need to know publicly that that was drawn by our friend Freya. Yep. Fuck yes, Freya Lawson. Yep, like, best Freya. gift uh, any yeah, listener it's, slash. It's super awesome. It's super awesome. Guest, um, listener, friend. <laughs> uh, best friend. She's my best friend. At, at three o'clock on my screen, Mr. Kyle Turnside, the legend himself. Wow. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Straight out of St. Yeah, Louis. Hey, Hold on, we got. We're gonna have a little culture inside. Everyone, hey. oh, wow. yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm gonna have a sip of this Trader Joe's bourbon. I just discovered That's we have sound effects built in here. Uh, and at, I'm gonna say you're about 7:30 on my screen, Miss Willa Snow. Hey. Hello, hey y'all. Austin hey Willa in the house. <laughs> and and uh, our guest this episode, uh, Mr. Leo Pisak. Leo, hey, welcome. welcome. Thanks. Welcome to the show, man. Super happy to be here, guys. Super humbled. And, uh, you know, listen to a lot of these and it's like a nice seat to, to sit in finally. Where, where are you joining us from this evening? <laughs> I'm currently in Boulder, Colorado. Oh, oh nice. cool. I've heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's actually my first time in Boulder. I've been to, uh, I drove through Denver a few times, but uh, Boulder's just a nice like, little bubble. It's, uh, you guys got snow recently, yeah? Is there snow up there now? Yeah, I just came today, so I don't. I flew from New. I woke up on, in Long Island, so you yeah. brought your studio with you. I see. That's it, really it's cool. pronounced uh, Long, yeah, Island. Yeah, yeah. Long Island. <laughs> Long Island. Long Island. Indeed. Indeed. Dude, I I think I've 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 toured with bands from Long Island, and they'll correct you on that. The, no, it's Long Island. <laughs> 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 you know, at this point, it's however you pronounce it. That's what it is. You know, home of Eddie Money, ladies. Is and that gentlemen. true? Really? Yeah, and Billy yeah. Joel. Fifty. Oyster Bay, Billy Joel from Oyster yeah, Bay. 50. I know that from oh, Billy the Kid. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, 
Chris, before we get into this, I know you had some housekeeping stuff you wanted to talk about. Yeah, let's hit it. So, uh, well, you already mentioned one of the things we have embroidered beanies and hats. Michael, you're wearing a hat. And by the way, like, first of all, I think this hat is like, it's like legit pretty nice quality. So good job setting that up. But we make like a dollar on this shit. Just so everyone's clear, and uh, most of mo- there's <laughs> we priced it as low as possible because they're all out of work sound engineers, and uh, the a, a chunk of the proceeds goes to our friends at the Roadie Clinic. So we just Yay. want everyone to know we're we're not oh, getting rich off our, our t-shirts here. Yep, Paul yeah, and Carney doing good stuff. Absolutely not. Yeah, no. Hey, we just we just want. I mean, I don't know. Look, I don't care if no one else buys it. I'm gonna. You wear just wanted shirt. a hoodie with your face on the front. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, they gave me shit at work today. It was like, hey, is that you and your freaking hoodie? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. But uh, what about I, it? Yeah, like be like, dude, you'd totally wear your own t-shirt if you had one. Like, don't lie, everybody would. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially if it was drawn by. <laughs> I mean, if it's that artistic representation by Freya Lawson, yes. I mean, yeah, I, would I would wear that constantly. Me too. I would yes. wear any pretty much anything that, that Freya drew. Uh, is there another housekeeping item, Chris? Yeah, we got a couple things. Uh, so I do want to mention because um, it's not too far away. The Sound Girls virtual Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, Thanksgiving's coming up too. Uh, also, the clocks, although by the time you have listened to this, they will have already reset. But anyway, um, <laughs> December 4th and 5th, Soundgirls Virtual Conference. Um, I, I encourage you all to, I know I'm on at least one panel, possibly two, I can't remember. Michael, you're on one or two panels. I don't know if I'm, uh, I'm doing. Nope. Will, are you involved in that? No one called me. I am not, unfortunately. You should come. You should crash the party. Um, I'll try. I'm doing a session on something which is. is kind of really near and dear to me which is like professional curiosity and and sort of you know this engineering isn't just something you learn it's something that you do and you engage in it could be an active process um hannah and i are doing an intro to smart class um just kind of a really basic overview and i believe rational acoustics is sponsoring that um so they're going to pick a person that goes to that session and they're going to get a tuition to take the uh online fundamentals class so that's pretty. That's a cool, cool opportunity. Oh, I just uh, learned that we're a bronze sponsor of the. Uh, oh, we are. Conference. I, according to the website, I'm looking at okay, it right now. Sick. So, yeah. That's great. I dig it. Uh, cool. Did you and, say brown? Uh, <laughs> no, he did not. Um, and uh, I'm also doing a uh, with with um, three uh, women that I have not met yet, but I'm looking forward to talking with a sort of professional career mentorship uh, session, and that's. I know something we want to talk about a little bit on this episode when we get into it, Chris, but that's something that, that I've really been, Will and I were just chatting about this last night, something that I've really been digging into lately and I'm really enjoying it. So come check us out at the, uh, at the sound girls virtual conference. Chris, you can throw a link in the description Absolutely. of this episode yeah, we'll for people to check it yeah. out. And I'll just mention there is financial assistance available. I think it's like $50 a day. It's like pretty reasonable, but um, if anyone's wants to go, but, but can't afford it, that shouldn't be a reason that you don't get to go. So make sure you apply for the financial assistance. 100%. And, and I'll say that, you know, we'll, we'll single noise will throw down 50 bucks. So if somebody wants to go, uh, can't go, uh, you know, let us know and we'll, we'll coordinate with, with Carrie. Absolutely. Yeah, and so speaking in somewhat of the theme, I think uh, I would love to give a shout out to Women's Audio Mission as well. Michael, how did how did you come to learn about? Oh uh, yeah, so I actually I've had a sticker, I've had a Wham sticker on my one of my near fields for a couple of years now. I think I picked it up at an AES, but I was out at Outside Lands Festival in San Francisco this week, and they I guess are based there, have an office there, and they brought a couple interns out to kind of just see what's going on at at a big festival. And I, I'm, I'm, I understand a lot of them have background in like studio or broadcast. So it was like a really different environment. And I just thought it was awesome. Um, and I had a sort of a lot of hurry up and wait stuff going on for me. 
so I kind of had a little more opportunity to kind of talk with them and and uh, chat than than a lot of the other people that were at front of house that day. And man, it was really cool. Um, they're all super talented young ladies, and they all had great questions. And it was um, it kind of it feels really nice to just see that interest, you know. Um, and and uh, a bunch of our musicians. So if you heard the song at the end of last week's episode, you're going to hear a song at the end of this week's episode that is music created by these young ladies. We're trying to. Uh, just get it to some ears. So there you go. Um, yeah. So shout out to that. Yeah. That, was, that was really cool. Really That's cool. a lot of housekeeping. <laughs> you know, we got, we, we got a lot going on. You know? We do. It, it's busy. Uh, so let's do this. Uh, let's just jump right into it. Uh, Chris Leonard, you're first. Coolest thing within arm's reach. What do you got? I, 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 like three times the charm here. I'm going to go with my embroidered beanie. You know, my <laughs> That's the coolest thing. It is. I, I mean, look, this is. Leo's looking cool. around now, see what you can find. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Giving him a heads up. Booked into this room like five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a cool room, so. The, the room could be. Hey, there you go. Technically, with, yeah. Kyle Turnside, what do you got with an arm's reach? Stunk Some sweet prune juice. Oh. And I've already ate <laughs> a bag of Skittles, a box of Nerds, two Twix. Oh my heavens! And I'm doing Sour Pouch Kids is, right now. Is the prune juice to counteract all the candy, so it flushes it yes. out? Is that what? Okay, Correct. Well, let me make sure. Right, yeah. And then when I wake up, I have a one-a-day Centrum of silver, <laughs> and I start all over again. Willis Snow, coolest thing that I was reach. Okay, so I'm going to ask the signal to noise community for a little little assistance. So the She's coolest thing a within plant, my, by the way. I'm, I was getting there. Damn it. You just can't see it. Sorry, I ruined it. I just, you I, know. I was getting there. Okay, go ahead. I'm, I'm, the, sorry. I'm Shush, I am the storyteller here. Hello, everybody. Um, <laughs> I have, uh, I hold in my hands my prized Monstera plant. Uh, it is, and it is a split off from a bigger plant that had root rot, and it is thriving now, and it needs a name. So I would like mm. to take. Uh, suggestions for names for my plant. Uh, the weirder, the better. Please and thank you. So Michael. we'll uh, we'll do a plant selfie, um, and we'll Michael. put it up. Yes. Yes. Kyle. Name it Michael. No. Oh, you name, name it after Michael. me. I thought you were talking to me. Name it Michael. <laughs> will name Will Michael. Uh, ha have you tried to see which music actually helps the plant grow better? Was it like classical or rock or folk or whatever? Right? Have you tried that? I haven't tried it, but I I've been playing a lot of her. Do you know Do you know that artist? Yeah, absolutely. I, I know. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of her records right now, and her ah goodness, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> it seems to really it's been thriving since I've been playing that record. Yeah, so. Ch uh, Cheney Harp. I've been actually trying to get him on the podcast, so maybe I'll I'll, I'll I, <gasps> uh, spike me to you know get him. Use this you know. as juice. You gave him yeah push. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and by the way, hey Ryan, man, you you helped me make make my plant grow. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Leo, cool singing arms reach. I uh, would have to be. I'm in. A, I'm in a drum room, so it has to be the drum kit. Specifically, yeah. the kick. nice, excellent. Specifically, the kick. I, I have a very, very tight relationship with the kick. So. Can you hit the kick from where you are? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> this is hold on, this, this is uh, what two, three weeks ago we had yeah. almost a little drum kit. Uh, Kyle, Black. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle Black was on his kit too. Yeah. He gave us a little yeah. hi hat action in there. Um, all right, so I've got. By the way. Um, I don't want to say too much about it yet, but I am entertaining a touring offer for for uh, for February, and so I realized, like, hey, I gotta buy one of those nerdy chest harness radio holder things that the touring people have. Like, it's time to just break down and spend the thirty bucks or whatever. Well, but well, I, everyone couldn't hear the offer that Kyle just gave. I'm just he I, did. I he I did. <laughs> so, so I'm I'm like on the plane to outside lands, and I'm like, I'm gonna call up Yak. 
when I get home because Yak always knows where to get the good shit and just asking where to get it. So I get to Outside Lands and Pavan rolls up with glass animals and he's wearing one. And I'm like, hey, man, where do I buy that thing? So here we go. I got my my radio harness. Nice. It's here. It's ready to go. <laughs> Kyle's got his. <laughs> Kyle has everything. <laughs> so so that doesn't have a radio. That's harness. cool. Singular arms. And by the way, I got to hang out with Pavan and and Jade at the same time. Jade. And it was like way too much cool for me. It was very overwhelming. So that's really great. Um. All right, so let's jump into it, man. That was that was wow. That was I'm just so glad to be back at see everybody. Um, Leo, <laughs> Leo, I gotta tell you, man. So Leo, for for those who are not aware, Leo is front of house and I believe also monitors for for the band Lawrence. No relation, although one could be confused because everyone named Lawrence is super handsome. So uh, we're actually not related. Um, Bingo. It's it's a band that I think we've been talking about on the Discord for like a good six months now, and you know a couple of Sam Zuck and and uh, uh, a couple Aram, Aram loves Aram him too. Favorite. He's yeah, yeah he's seen I, him. I, so I texted him today. I'm like, hey, you know, we're talking to front of house engineer for Lawrence, and uh, he's seeing them in Philly in twelve eighteen. So yeah, he's gonna see hear your show soon. So. Nice. Yeah, I got tickets for next next weekend, uh, the fourteenth, I think, out in Syracuse. So I'm super stoked. It's a band that that we've been the whole community's kind of been clued into. It's super fun music, man. Um, and so um, really glad to have you here. Thanks for thanks for joining us. It's cool. Hit oh yeah. yeah, the applause button, Michael. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, hold on. Wait, these things. There it is. Yeah. All right, Leo. Thanks, Leo. <laughs> so. Uh, Leo, what's what's your backstory? How did you? I was kind of I was peeping on your LinkedIn a little bit. It looks like you've you've done a bunch of different stuff before you kind of ended up where you are now. I mean, oh, wow, yeah. IDF. I mean, that's that's wild, man. So oh, what's yeah. what's oh, your how deeper? How far are we going? Are you going that far? We don't have enough time. You said we go for about an hour. <laughs> not enough time. Well, I think it's uh, it's important that you know we we have a lot of young listeners, early career people. And they're always like, you know, what do I do? How do I find my path? Like sometimes the path just kind of finds itself, man. You like you don't always set up to end up where you are, right? So I totally. think that's kind of an important thing. Totally. Well, it, to as quick as I can. Uh, well, my path, I did do a lot of things, but I am a son of a musician. Just so happens, and I kind of this has been, you know, since the first time I saw a mixing console in a studio or whatever control room. I, I must have been, you know, I don't know, three, four, I, you know. The next uh, step above crawling on the floor, uh, I was totally fascinated with it. And then there were a few uh, other kicks in the butt that kind of pushed me towards it. And um, But I did step away from it for a few years. When I moved to the States, I moved to do uh, completely different things. I did some sales business and then some other things. And, 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 and this is kind of now is a full circle that I've been doing this full time for, you know, eight years or something. But How much did you and, miss it? Totally. Uh, a lot. I mean, I, I constantly had, I've, I've been working on music all throughout, but I didn't do any live shows for like a good, you know, six years or five years. And then this was like a, so, uh, yeah, but the path was totally long to get, you know, where I am right now. <laughs> so we'll have I to think... be more specific as far as, uh, you know, the <laughs> IDF part, the IDF part is definitely cool as, you know, as far as uh, a dis disciplinary, like kind of, you know. Uh, network and environment, and it definitely builds a house attitude. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And sound it, guy. So was was sound something that that you you always sort of gravitated to, and and or yeah, you know you, you you were like this is this is for me. You knew like from a young age that like this is what no, I want to do. This is cool. 
I always was fascinated by sound. Uh, even though my dad was a musician, he was never like an audiophile or, you know, the systems at home were just typical reel to reel. There was no like audiophile grade anything, but um, but I definitely had passion for sound since the since uh, get go. And um, um, yeah. Well, so well, I, well then let's talk about you know so how'd you get to get with Lawrence and if we, if we want to jump to oh, a spot Lawrence, so, yeah Lawrence so part of coming back full circle to doing sound was when I completely quit all the sales businesses and all that stuff I started working sales in Semash you know like the bottom of the bottom of the PA department of <laughs> Semash which I'm grateful for it's a great story I love him um specifically Huntington major shout out Jennifer um so uh, I met uh, Jordan Cohen, who's um, the kind of production uh, brain, uh, not the only one, but a lot of the production brain behind Lawrence. And we kept in touch and they've been calling me for uh, the large shows they've been doing around the Tristate area in New York. For uh, that period, they've been kind of like blowing up slowly. You know, we've done some Irving Plaza, some, you know, the regular kind of 2000, 1000 venues. And this is the first tour that they actually needed uh, a guy, you know. So my kind of doing monitors never was, because the band was always so self-contained and using systems. Like before they bought the latest DLive, they had a QSC 32 channel, whatever it's called. Uh, touch mix. Touch mix. Yeah. So, and they mixed themselves on it and just dropped left, right, or whatever. Somebody with an iPad would do the thing. You know? So they were always like that and and you know again i'm just lucky to be in this seat and and very close to them to like for them to be like oh he's here let's do it you know i mean the first thing about that band th that i first heard is the musicianship is incredible absolutely they are so yes. good yeah yeah yeah. that's that's what i said because they they grew up from absolutely the bottom and did everything themselves they know every aspect every aspect of the production so like if they don't have a front of house engineer, they will just go like, "Hey, who's in the crowd? Who can push some faders?" You know, like we meet me in two minutes behind. I'll show you what to do, and it's gonna be a show. You know, it's nothing's wow. gonna change. Wow, wow, so, that. that's a lot of trust. Yeah, if it's just some random person in the crowd, their crowd is a hundred percent musician. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, statistically, there's definitely somebody who can push faders on their front of house. So again, I'm <laughs> yeah. super humble. There's nothing extraordinary that I did to be in the seat. Just like hey, Aaron, what are you doing on no. twelve eighteen? No, <laughs> but I mean, the the thing is that there are acts that come to mind when I think about music for musicians. Like, I mean, I went to Berkeley, so it's full of bands like that. That it's right, just right, you know right. just, but typically speaking, a lot of that stuff is not approachable to a listener who's not from a formal music education background you know mm, but the right. cool thing about lawrence is man it's super approachable it's right. there's no like stuff it's not like getting out coheed and camera you're like all right what the hell's going on with this right like you there's no like you just put it on you're like ah, i dig this you know it's really it's, it's just, really it's easy fun it's yeah it's fun while fun. not being boring it's it's interesting and engaging and there's so much energy behind it it's it's they're amazing they're incredible I'm very it's, jealous, Leo. I, 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 it's funny that you all use this context of it being fun, right? So when I asked Aram, yes, you know, I keep bringing him up, but he was like, I'm like, hey, what your question is? Yeah, he said, I don't have any. Other than, are they as fun to mix as they are to watch, right? Is, <laughs> so I'll oh, ask that. So, Absolutely. Like, yeah. More, more fun. I mean, I'm always so, also to deep, uh, to dig deeper into why I got pushed into doing sound. I was always the guy 
who people would defer to if the sound was not good. <laughs> so <laughs> for years, I'm talking about, you know, for decades. And then and and now I'm here, you know, where people just, you know, eventually just defer to me always. And did then, you did you work with your dad when you were coming up when he was yes, a musician? Of yeah, yeah, yeah. I started oh, cool. gigging like, you know, 14, 15, 16, doing like playing bass and, and the Russian restaurants and Russian weddings in Israel. That's what I did. Like awesome. my first gigging. Setting up the PA and then like pushing play on the on the whatever they're called playback because because i'm a linkedin stalker we're going to take it way <laughs> back too and you, you are from israel which is awesome I am, but yeah. one of my favorite fight sports and one of my favorite uh fighters was boss rutin and he was a uh, proficient in this thing called krav and uh you were also a volunteer for israeli defense did you right. get into that stuff i mean course, that was krav a break from a Krav Maga is called. Yeah, it's it's the basics of of how to defend yourself with. I mean, it could be any sort of like you being taught how to defend yourself with basic stuff that you can grab within reach, or if so, you don't have how to do that. Too. It's like the the death version of the arms reach game, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's really basic <laughs> stuff. Honestly, it's really ba it's super like super instructional and like if this do this if this but it's things yeah. that you kind of don't because you're not majority of people are they're not violent people so you don't put yourself in this kind of position of of actually like what's gonna happen because you don't you're not a violent person so you don't so you will do so it kind of puts you in this state of mind of like what to do when somebody's trying to enact force. It the reason I bring up self-defense one is I think it kind of gives you a new sense of calm when you're mixing and it, when, when you're approaching life, you know what I mean? That's why they put kids in martial arts when they're super young. It like helps them learn control and mellows you out. Like, I think it's really cool. And I, I, I know a lot of our listeners and even including myself haven't been to Israel, but we see it through a lens of YouTube and stuff. What was the music scene like there? Like, oh, uh, how did you, how did, how did you go about with your dad being a musician? Well, I had my own thing going that had nothing kind of to do with my dad. As far as music scene, I was punk rocking and metal heading yeah. throughout from, you know, beginning my first band was like, I don't know, 15, I don't know, like like a ninth grade punk rock. I wrote my first songs and like this yeah. guy from eleventh grade came and played bass and my my homie Daniel uh, played drums and and Who ever since I always, influences. I always, oh, um, sorry, I'm getting fanboy questions. No, no, it's all, it's great early. questions. I I just didn't expect us to get like so like d d far back, uh, you know, history. Yeah, yeah, the, the, we, have hard, we have hard hitting questions here. We do far back. Right, dude, right, hey, I, I love 50. it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So I think so. So the, I think the biggest push to push me towards uh, uh, big sound, right? From like just seeing a console and understanding that wow, you can move thousands of people with this stuff, right? Mm. Was uh, this festival is called Dance and Levi's? It was '97, I think. I don't know how I got there. Right? I was like 13. It would not fly nowadays. It was the '90s. It was like the mid '90s. Nobody knew what's going on, you know. <laughs> uh, and it was super like liberal in the sense of like not politically, but like super free in Israel. As far as it was like, if you're a teenager in Israel, it's a super great environment. Like basically, it's super safe, and and, and nobody kind of giving you a hard time. Just party, just within limits. <laughs> so I went to this festival, and it was uh, 808 State and uh, the Prodigy, who were like yeah. my biggest influence. And and then you know it was those old school turbo sounds hanging this like wall of these 80 boxes per side. And I saw that, and I was like. You know that was probably uh, 
So, um, yeah, the music scene in Israel in general. So then I started with uh, punk rock and hardcore. I had my first band, very influenced by New Jersey hardcore um, bands like uh, Dillinger Escape Land. It's more like the metal and screamo and deathcore Yeah, style. I uh, love Dillinger. Mishuga, big Meshuga fan, big uh, heavy music. So basically, and that kind of, and, and big drum and bass fan as well. So, and this is music that is like riding the limiter. You know, if you know what I'm saying, yeah. that's like music that is definitely at, at the verge of what happens when the limiter can't do the thing anymore. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and uh, yeah, so I've been fascinated with that aspect of it ever since. And, uh, and, and like I said, being uh, on stage as a musician too, I was always pushed to do, for being super handy and, and like hyper, to do more stuff on stage and off stage and, and, and with wires and microphones. And then I started doing the whole like gigging stuff and, and, and you know, just... Uh, so I find it I find it interesting that your your core music taste and liking is is in that vein. Yet Lawrence being such more of a you know jazz and horns and piano and vocals. Right. So um, uh, what's was was that ever a stretch at all, or it's just I mean I, I mean I understand if if we're lo- if we're a lover of music or lover of music regardless of the right. genre. So I mean how did how does that meld together? So so my so my love with like music people's music quote unquote uh, it came to be when I started working for um, Hank Lane Music, which also big shout out to my Hank Lane family in New York. Um, um, right after I actually uh, quit Sam Ash to do that full time. And also started from like being a roadie to being, you know, A2, A1 and being in the office and doing production management and coordination and all that stuff for a couple of years. Um, uh, but I've learned to, uh, to, to understand what common people, and, and I'm saying it in, 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 in as non, you know, <laughs> kind of uh, uh, looking down term as possible, um, that people, music that moves people. Mm. Period. You know that th- there's certain songs. I'll just give a few examples, like like uh, September by uh, Yeah, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. It's 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 automatic. You know, there, there is no playing that song if, if the band is good or half good. People will dance. You know, so you learn these things that like there's definitely music that is definitely special, and you learn to differentiate the the, the you know the special music from the non-special music yeah that, like actually moves people in the room you know, that, well, I, resonates I, with people on a different level so the thing the thing with lawrence that i that i really it's, it may not be obvious as obvious to someone who didn't go to music school but it's so authentic like it's not just like hey these kids got together and wanted to you know adopt a gospel sound or it's like this is people who grew up around this music these traditional styles the the chord voicings the arrangements they are 100% authentic and in the vein of those styles. And then they're kind of bringing a modern twist to it, but it's, it's very steeped in the tradition and you can't fake that. And, and I think that's one of the things that I really like. Oh, what do you got there, Kyle? Look at the, wow. The vinyl. Wow. Dillinger Escape Time Vinyl. Wow. That's were you digging through your crate the whole time we were talking? Yeah, he said, Kyle, this is, this is a, here's the deal. Metal and hardcore kids are some of the best, hardest workers that, the industry has ever seen period hands Mm -hmm. down Mm -hmm. those kids that listen to punk rock and hardcore and metal that work in the business now are relentless if they don't know something they'll learn it and they're always wanting to help each other out so props to the the, 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 the core fundamentals of punk rock is is diy DIY, right right, right. i mean that diy right like like or so like even even like i 
it might be a stretch, but I think uh, even the emo scene is still evolved yeah. from the punk scene, right? And so it was called whole, like, post hardcore before it got all super emo. <laughs> <laughs> right, but but I'm saying like, but that work ethic, that drive of like, I'm gonna make this for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm Definitely. gonna do this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like the but, shitty garage recorded demos. Like that's part of the the thing. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah, I love that. Speaking of which, also a lot of a lot of that music I actually can't listen to anymore, which actually pisses me <laughs> off a lot. I just genuinely can't like you know put put a record and just a lot of it is so bad. But it was so <laughs> so moving then playing out of this yeah. like radio yeah. in the car. But I think this is where actually speaking to you guys, I understand that this is I guess the most what I love about working with Lawrence. And I actually brought it up to them many times that their just work addict and how it's all managed is exceptional exceptional you know like there's mm-hmm. no that means for anything the schedule is executed to the to the second you know and and and, and rehearsals could, again lucky to see how it's all executed in rehearsals it's just yeah. top and it's it, hard set up for greatness that's it's, always that makes everything better is if you care right, or right. you know to put it bluntly if you give a shit give a right. shitness is a very important thing can't Absolutely. teach that. That's Kyle's. That's Kyle's thing. Chris, Kyle's teach, Chris it all the time. It, to me, it was just. It, it was so. Um, it, it's. It's. It's very internal. It's very. Hey, we we sat down and came up with these cool chords like ourselves, and we came up with these cool hits ourselves, and it just feels very organic to me. The stuff that they're doing, and it doesn't have that sort of like. Um, artificial produced like kind of post gospel pop sound that a lot of some of the acts have now. Like it's, it's just super, super cool. So it's just right. like both as a, just a person who just likes pop music and also as someone who has a background in formal music training, like it really gets both sides of my brain, man. It's just, it's such a fun thing to listen to. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely good music, but this is where, you know, this is where, um, Again, their their attitude, and also on on the back end of it too, as far as equipment, everything is you know by the book. Nobody, it's just uh, top pleasure notch. To see, pleasure to see top notch, yeah. And and, uh, and I is, told you that, Michael. I told you that up front. There's gonna be not. I, I mean, I just I gotta bring up some you know all the the band and 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 people that are just uh, specifically Johnny and 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 and. Um, Jordan that are like Jordan is the kind that he's a tour manager as well in the store and he's the kind of guy that before I even understand where things are he would be the guy who ran the cat five already from the you know it's already done because he knows this is the most important thing and that's the one thing we don't have he he's the one who's doing it so and that just sets the tone for everything else I'm just yeah so we had a question it's sort of about that from uh Ty on our on our discord he said um my Which question would be record monitor engineer for tower power. Just yeah. Out there. So he, yeah, there you go. Right. So he yeah. said with an act that packages vintage and modern sounds together, is there a technical or mental way that he approaches mixing them that also utilizes vintage and modern techniques? And that's kind of a neat question. Ooh. There, uh, <laughs> so there half the show is there straightforward eight piece three horn band and not in a, again not in a looking down sense it's just for me because i've mixed a lot of those right like this is typical wedding band is like two three singers mm-hmm. you know if they're lucky they get two three horns and so so and again lawrence's show doesn't require any cues or any like special delays or anything and so so it's a straightforward just don't ruin anything don't make it, <laughs> don't make it too loud kind of mix just make it smacking but not like painful mm just bring up the right things at the right moment and bring the sub down at the right moment of the show. And, and, and that's, 
that's about it. Again, it's not a it's not a hard like queued up mix. Uh, but as far as it, but it helped me to to do a lot of those shows of straight eight piece bands to mix this well, you know. And to uh... Uh, but hold on, I don't I don't want under I don't want to underplay eight piece you know band you know horns all that. I mean that's not just like oh I'm gonna put the faders up it's gonna sound good. Like I mean that's yeah. it's not it, there's there's more to it than that. So like <laughs> well my weekly my weekly is a ten piece band. So my my normal starts at a ten piece and a shout out to uh, my again Hank Lane and Golden Child family Bobby Atico band who I've been with with a couple of years, and he taught me um, get super grateful to him. He taught me how it is how how to make you know, a really loud PA because <laughs> his band is super loud and it's a 10-piece band. So he always wants the show to be the the thing that he wants it to be. And again, there's something very important. And, and if we can divert from that super quick 30 seconds to people um, who are band leaders, maybe if there's list, they're listening or both band leaders and doing the sound, um, you know, just, just knowing what confidence in your performance even if you're like just just hmm. learn the thing to know what's doing what just so it's not like a system to you or just like a black box just that confidence will make you just sing better and just uh, uh, heads up um, in, in that in that vein though i'm very curious how much does dynamic awareness from the band standpoint play and how easier isn't easy of an eight piece a ten piece band right i mean everybody can't just be doing their own dynamic thing without it being a cohesive no, no. thing right so like specifically horns horns can get out of hand so right. i'm very curious on how dynamically aware maybe lawrence or your other bands are versus how much you have to do to kind of control uh, uh the horns well it's it depends it vastly depends on the rooms right like i'm mostly i haven't mixed a lot of outdoor festivals yet it's definitely the best mix outdoor stage right you just put everything <laughs> up as, as much fee as you have right so but in the room, you kind of mix around things. You mix around the room acoustics. You mix around the kick. You mix around the cymbals most of the time. You mix mm. around the the band leader's monitor, if that's the band. Because you know, again, I'll just give examples. Sometimes you just have more power on the floor than sure. you're provided with the front of house at some venues. You know, because a ten piece band has nine wedges, eight wedges. I don't know, a lot. You know, so um, and they're like not using ears to. Um, so you mix around things and, and, and it's very dynamic. So you learn how to do that well too. So my, my mix record, and I actually listen to all my mixes recorded from the store. A lot of them are, you know, I know they're good live mixes, but they're not live mixes. They're not good mixes per se because things are missing from them because like the horns were right. like, so like the room was super live and they were like mm. half in the crowd. Was, a lot of things and you just learn how to mix around that mixing. I walk the room a lot. I also try to do that when I'm doing front of house. As much as I can walk around the room at, at sound check, I learn yeah. what what's going on. Try so, to run around in as many corners as I can. Yeah. Speak, speaking of that, and this is something I'm always interested in because it's it's my my work primarily. When you get in front of a new PA in a new space, yeah, what what's your process for learning oh, what that's what's happening? I love and... this the most. That's the, <laughs> yeah, I love baby. This the most. That's that's the you know that's why I think like the whole smart thing that that you hooked me up with. Thank you again, and like you just again kind of pushed me towards it. But he's for in, me, he's in like, my class, y'all. That's what we're doing yes, this week. So <laughs> for me, I see it being like for me, it's gonna be like this matrix language you know what i'm saying i because I, I, i've been kind of learning i because I, I see every room like a dolphin at this point you know i have my own like mic noises that i do with like a few claps <laughs> and i can tell you you know and again after doing this for like eight years multiple times a week it's just uh it's like synesthesia level thing you know um 
but it's nice to like finally put numbers to, to <laughs> and to learn what happens in the time time uh, domain and not the frequency domain. That's that's the big jump to me. That's the money right there. I mean, that's yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. that's, that's what'll get you. Already <laughs> class. You're, already yeah, class. Yeah. Yeah. You're ready to go, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess to answer your question, I just that you just learn how to do it. The tools. I mean, again, you just come with the right tools and, and you make it happen. Just graphic Q, Q, and I am the the first guy to push the fader down the yeah. lowest I can. First yeah. opportunity I get. So that is very important too. Depending on the room. Not pushing PA is the best, you know. So you kind of again, you have to balance all those things. And they're all on ears, right? So you got a pretty clean stage. Some bands are, so again, and <clears throat> super lucky to work with a bunch of bands multiple times a week too. Where I had some bands don't have ears at all. Some bands are all on ears. Like like Lawrence, for example. All, there's zero speakers, zero noise. You know, it's just horns and drums. Which is the best thing you can do. You want to have a tight sounding show, by the way. That's right. like number one right. in my book is but get those freaking amps on stage. Right, but if you've never done this, it's weird. You know, it's and oh yeah, yeah. It requires the band to be super tech, like kind of oriented and knowing what's going on. And and shout out to Johnny, who's the the engineer, the wireless systems engineer. Johnny Cole, the guitar player, and, uh, and everybody in the band is doing everything. You know, it's kind of everybody's touching something in the beginning, and everybody's kind of helping with everything in the end. It's, it's just a good example of. And when I don't do Lawrence, I just work with crews that are great crews, hmm. and uh, it's very important too. <laughs> so, I mean, one of the things that that struck me is Gracie's vocals. Like her range is ridiculous. Her control is ridiculous. Like pretty wide dynamic range, though. She has. It looks like she has really good mic technique, but what are you doing to keep that vocal kind of in the sweet spot? You know, make sure it doesn't get out of control. Uh, so DSer is a <laughs> which actually doesn't do a lot, uh, but it does a little bit. And DSer on the D Live is superb, super lucky it's there. Uh, otherwise, I would just have to ride the fader more. I, I am uh, first of all with Lawrence too. I'm first and foremost a fan, so I know the music to the mm. note. You know, and, and I'm a musician too, so I know the music literally to like the hit and then to the, the line. So I kind of I ride it really well. Um, I had a that's conducting that's teacher people, <laughs> when I was. That's a... what people scream for though. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Two point five k out of the PA. Sometimes that's you know, if it's not for too long, that's they give people that for a little bit, put it down. You know, it's fine. So, but yeah, she's definitely very dynamic. It goes, and the show itself goes from really like whispering into the microphone to yeah, full blown. You know, it's 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 musically intelligent. You know, it's they right, just use right. all those tools. I was when you said know the music, I I had a flashback to college. I had a conducting teacher named Francisco Noya. Um, he was from he was Venezuelan. And he said the most important thing is to know the music. And he said capital K yes. and capital M. And that's what he kept coming back to. And he would do stuff like yes. go up when you were conducting, he'd go take your score away, you know, right. to see like if you if you actually memorize it or it's if you were just reading one. it. I'm watching, yeah. I'm watching the Pooch's thing now. The, did you guys see promoted uh, Pooch, Ken Pooch? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Has this like course. It's awesome, especially if you're into waves and digital because he dives more into that which i'm not but i loved learning about it mm -hmm. but he he gives the whole like approach towards like what to do and it's super like well i do this but i don't want to teach you guys to do this i want you to understand why i do this and it's like a super awesome course to like understand and he also teaches people like research your artists like everything like linkedin <laughs> facebook instagram i learned of Clyde and Lawrence, not even from rehearsals or shows, from their Insta lives that I tuned 
turn it turn into sometimes they would just do like the, the home performance is when i'm like oh so this is what it can be and like so i learn a lot of things just as i go and that includes people that i work with in in the gigging world in the corporate and the wedding world i i go to those people's shows you know mm. i i follow uh, I, I, in general i have a very close relationship with singers i'm in it for the microphone and the people who sing into it really as as like uh you know as 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 kind of as deep as it gets you know I, so it's I, very important I, I was actually curious about that in terms of you know you, you have a, a dueling male female vocal with lawrence for, for those who don't know brother brother and sister right um so uh have you ever explored different mics between them because of being a male female vocal are they always in 58s how is how has right. that gone uh, they're on ksm nines now okay. but it's up, right. the band went again the band knows exactly what they're doing there they did their own research this is the mics and they sound good into those mics they like them in the ears and and you know so it's all definitely there's definitely thought behind it there ksm9 wired for clyde and wireless capsule for for embrace that's cool i you said something that I kind of want to circle back to because I think it's important and it's something that I I really do try to make a point to do just like it's like hey make sure you go for a walk today and make sure you eat lunch today like I try to just go to shows just to go to a show because um, it's really easy to just be like man I don't like I want to just stay home and do nothing because I just worked an 18 hour day like I try to just and I can't do it all the time but like if there's if there's a band that I like like just go see the show man like and just kind of listen to the sound they're making and watch and see what they're doing and listen to the mix and it's not about sitting there and going like I can do this better than that like just in, just enjoy the show and watch the artists and I think we can get even something like an orchestra we listen to amplified stuff all the time like what does an orchestra sound like without mics like just reacquaint yourself with that how that sound behaves in the space. That's like a really important part of what we do. And I think sometimes we, we ignore it or we don't give it enough attention. You know, Will is smiling at me. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just agreeing so much. Like it's, it, I mean, that's just been a topic in my brain lately of just like fucking enjoy it. Just enjoy yeah. the music that you're surrounded by. And um, I think that to become a better, I mean, to become a musician, you learn different styles of music. Well, it's the same thing for being a better, is listening to all kinds of music keeping your ear sharp like mm. knowing what's popular and what, what people like these days so like what popular artists expect but also look expected that you wouldn't typically listen yeah. to and try to try to enjoy it and just experience something new and expand your brain a little bit and do different records and think okay if i were mixing this live how would i how would i yeah set like what would yeah. my workflow be like how would i my agenda for example or like thinking oh dude i love i've literally built show files for bands that i was listening to just to kind of explore that and help myself yeah. sort of see how um and i put it up on the discord today like um and i was i was telling you will like the outside lands was crazy for that because it's a bunch of bands that i've not heard of you know um like mm -hmm. there were probably there were probably 90 or 100 bands and i think i've heard of four of them so I was just mm -hmm. exposed to all this music with zero context and I came out of there with some stuff that I'm like really digging on now. Like actually uh Israeli uh singer songwriter kind of rapper Noga Eres, like she was ridiculous. She was so good and that's not mm -hmm. something that I would ever like see and go, "Oh yeah, I definitely want to check that out," but just kind of going in blind and just 
seeing the show and letting it, the show be it, what I it think, was. I, I think like, part this of is that, awesome. Yeah, part of that too, I think, is that 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 live connection. I know, like, there's even artists yeah. that I've toured with, and it's like, you know what? Had I not toured with them, that and not mm. been not been part of that emotion that's invoked and and brought through you from that live experience i would never care for the the record or even uh, you know and this is maybe a, a slight deviation there's also um because uh, not seeing them live there's like documentaries out there of artists uh that once you actually get to learn the, yep. the art and soul that's behind something i mean the appreciation that the depth that comes for you know so if you're just scrolling on spotify or apple music or wherever you listen to music and like you know and you hear something it may not resonate right away but like you said like that whole art of going to shows the whole reason like like look music is i don't know in my opinion Yes, records are where they sell, but the whole point of music is for that live experience. And so as soon as you connect with that, I think once you've connected with that, you know, all of the records can follow after that. Well, it's that idea about being a fan. Why are any of us in, yeah, exactly. Why are any of us in this industry? Anyway? We're, we're yeah. all fans. We all yeah. love music. We all love what we do. We love sound. We and, love crafting. We love communication. Yeah. All of that. Like, that's why we're here. And it's come up like five episodes in a row, this idea of being a fan of the music. I mean, it was funny. There was um, actually uh, hoping to get her on the show, uh, Darcy McIntosh, front of house engineer for a band called Heinz. They're from, uh, mm-hmm. from Spain. Um, so, and it's, it's, it was cold. It was like, you know, high 40 degrees, maybe low 50s. And it's like two in the afternoon. And we're all, all stagehands are like bundled up. And we got hoodies. I got a hat on. It's freezing. She comes out in shorts. And we're all like, aren't you cold? And she's like, no, no, I'm going to dance, right? Like, and so I love to see that. Like, she was just totally, she was mixing the show, but she was she was a fan of the show, you know? And I think even if you're not dancing in front of house, I think it's important to like, man, I I, I love that attitude of like, I'm going to, I'm really here for this, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to put a rug down in Monitor World, take my shoes off during the show. Like, like, like it's been like Anthony Hamilton, like, a lot of R&B and stuff. And I mean, like, yeah, I mean, you got to, I, I don't care if you don't listen to that music on a daily basis. If you can't emotionally invest yourself mm. into the music that's currently happening, you're not giving a hundred percent. I just agree. It, it, and it's, it's kind of a fuck you to the audience a little bit. I saw a band recently and when it started off, the sound was like fine. And as it went, it just, the SPL just went up and up and up and it became more and more uncomfortable and, and just bad. Like the mix got actively worse which is really weird because usually somebody's working on stuff. And I look over and the dude's just like not even at the console. He's like eating a sandwich, leaning back in his chair and like dropping like lunch meat on himself. I'm like, like, come on, man. Like it's 90 minutes. Can't you just, you know, like I, I, we've all eaten at the console, but like at least act like you're paying attention to what's happening, you know? And, and, mm-hmm. and as an audience member, that kind of sucks because it's like, well, shit, man. Like, you know what I mean? It's kind of it's kind of a slight to the audience. That's kind of how I felt as an audience member. So you just don't like to see that. So I I, I am all about you know. I mean, Willa, there's a video you somewhere on Instagram of you dancing in front of house. I think that I've seen. So, oh yeah, uh, yeah. I always dance. <laughs> I can't I can't not like. Yeah. I I'm always like either Same. swaying or bobbing and you know all harmonies and yeah. uh, there's no mic so I can be as loud as I want. So, <laughs> right. So, well, when I come out to see you, Leo, I'm gonna make sure to see you're dancing out there, man. Make sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, don't put me on luck with social media. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know what? Yeah, it's fine. As long as they trust you that you're actually doing something on the console. I'm not yeah, just... absolutely. Just do it with a smile. Make sure your hands are on the console when you dance. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for for crying out loud, we are responsible for delivering an experience. Yes. Right. Yep. 
think about that. Like that needs to be in the forefront of your mind. You are delivering an experience. And, and if you're not in tune with that, you're taking away from that experience. Dude, I, I said that to the, to the, the wham interns. Cause we were, you know, there are about 80,000 people at the main stage for the headliners, you know, and it was like Lizzo, like massive, you know, massive, massive bands. And so we were like, see this, like, this is a day at work for us, right? And then tomorrow we're going to go and do another gig. But, like, these people, like, spent hundreds of dollars on tickets. They flew out here. They got hotels. Like, they are going to remember this for decades. Right, right. So you have to you have to keep that in your mind when you're doing this work. Like, it fucking matters to these people, creating you know? Magic, creating magic. You yeah. Definitely create magic. Yeah. yeah. And you will always be the one who delivers somebody's first show experience. Always. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've yes. had so many people walk up to me and go, Dude, I saw Fallout Boy in 2004. Holy smokes. And I was like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that was our first show experience. Yeah. And, what uh, which, uh, which candy bar are you Kit enjoying Kat, right now? Right? Kit Kat? Milky Way. <laughs> <laughs> you should Favorites. do. I want one. You should have done a candy count because I robbed Kemper's basket before we came down, and I probably had 30 pieces of candy. That's a lot of candy, buddy. To get the convo on the geek on to get the convo on the geeky track on with the sound again. Shout out to Signal to Noise podcast, Michael. Your podcast about the church sound, right? Oh yeah, man. Dude, what a great hour and fifteen minutes or whatever it is. And and you get into the whole thing, which is definitely coming and started coming, where it's not even like emotional experience. It's gonna be like soon. People will definitely treat it like a physical act of like you invoking physical energy on people's ears and like the whole like comfortable level damaging level thing is definitely coming like a big you know like a big avalanche like as far as and regulations and all that stuff so if you can't mix a band under 100 db right now you're going to be in trouble five years from now you you're probably not going to mix I mean, it's it's so interesting because like the difference between, and we don't need to go down this road, but uh, so shout out to Brent Washburn, uh, who I hope I'm saying his name correctly because I didn't ask him, but <laughs> uh, he was at Outside Lands mixing one, one of the acts and I thought it was a great show. Um, and he's rolling at like 91, 92 DBA and it sounded huge and fat and impactful and it was awesome. And I enjoyed that performance as as a fan of this artist that I that I hadn't heard before. And then you get bands that go up and they're just tickling the limit. Like they're trying to get away with every ounce they can get and they're still just looking for impact. And it's just not, you right. know, so so that meter is not it's not telling you like how loud it feels to us, man. So the, you really as an engineer, that's something that I'm really enjoying, like can I create these mixes that just steamroll you over and they're at 88, you know, <laughs> like I take, I take a lot of uh, pride in being able to do that. It's fun to me to just pay people go like, look at the meter, like, what? how the fuck? Like, yeah, man, that's cool. You know? Cause it's, it's about understanding that difference that you're talking about and how do we exploit that? You know? Yeah. Mixing for fidelity is over. Yeah, baby. Problems. Yeah. I mean, you put on a, a song on the radio at 85 and it sounds awesome. Right. Right. So, so what are they doing? Of- yeah. Bring enough subs. Bring more subs. Yeah, yeah, there you the go. Live sound guys. Bring more subs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Chris Leonard, you look very pensive, man. What are you doing? Typical. Um, no, I, I'm. Go tea. Yeah, actually, I'm trying. I'm trying to bring a beard to life. Actually, are you? See, I am. See how, we'll see are you doing no shave November? No, no shame well, November, I bro. started in October, me. but you know, you know, about two weeks ago. But you know, let's, let's see how it goes. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, now I'm curious. Um, 
when when working for an artist, you know, we've been with Lawrence for five years or so, and um, which in, for some people it's a long time, for others it's just the beginning of a career with a band. Um, I, what uh, what continually drives you with that artist or want to keep staying there versus doing something else? Um, what's what? I mean, is it just simply the musicianship that these guys have? The, you want to keep the sustaining music, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I just I believe in it for for a long run as as long as run can get. You know what oh. I'm saying? I think they're going to be as big as big gets so well you've you've i mean in the time that you've been with them they've exploded really i mean so i mean that's gotta be pretty cool to yeah, kind of watch that you know? i watched all this happening and i watched all this happening now because nothing was given to them it's all like there it's van tour with their trailer with, right. like they're the roadies they're the road crew for for this is the first tour they have a lighting crew a, a merch and sound crew which is three people so uh and like i said before that they're just that independent and and they just got by just giving anybody reins to this eight-piece band because again it's all about the performance and the entertainment is not in the in the pa the entertainment is on stage and there will be entertainment if the pa goes down and again like i said just seeing how they manage their shows Clyde is gonna go. Who has a megaphone? You know, somebody's gonna go. I have one in the car. You know, somebody's gonna bring a megaphone from the car, and it's gonna be a, an unforgettable moment for everybody. Because again, like Kyle said, you're creating magic, and then, and it will be created with whatever means possible. So, yeah. and that's why I'm there because I'm just every time, every show, I'm noticing just just magic. You know. Well, yeah, so baby. What, what Making do we memories. Ask? Go ahead, Bula. Yeah. Style changed with the. Well, it definitely changed drastically. This uh, tour, they got the D-Live set up, so we did a few, uh, really few rehearsals before start, and I just had like a few days to kind of knock something out before the first show in LA, and it just, it's still, sh it's shaping up still. Yeah. There's still a few things on, on the mix that like the band is like, yeah, you know, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> They're super, they don't like, like you guys, it's super effect heavy. It is yeah. very production y. Mm -hmm. None of this is in the live show. I mean, some of it is just because Lauren's got this uh, button made. It's a it's a homemade button. It's it's 3D printed. It, it's like a Arduino circuit or something. It has XLR outputs. So you can upload samples to it. And then you hit the button and it triggers the samples. So even like stuff like this, they want to do themselves, you know. So there's going to be some production y stuff, but they're going to do it. And um, mm -hmm. uh, so he changed with the D Live just because it's all complete. And I want you guys to understand again, major shout out. I walked in on a setup D Live that the band was like, so here's what we did. And I was like, nice. So the way, and the Amazing. way, five is not the way I've never seen it set up so, so as such. So they have the split going 64 64. And then the scenes are set up the way that with the flip of a button, my control surface turns into their monitor console world, including like the channel names have like a little dot to them to know that it's the monitor channels. But th the workflow is just D Live. I'm sure you guys touched it. Whoever is in the um, in the live world and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, and it's so th that that's been the biggest change. Before that, like I said, it's been Q uh, QSC Touch Mix. Which again, I've done, and I've been lucky Jump, to touch next to D Live. Yeah, yeah D Live is like a monster compared. To... <laughs> that's that's awesome. D Live, I mean, it's the the pinnacle. I think nothing, you know, for the size. 
And, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping when I come out and see Leo next week, for those who are listening, um, I'm hoping to have some time to chat with him and get some photos, and we'll do a little write up for the magazine. For sure. So you may get get to see him in action with his D Live. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to to I visiting you, man, yeah, and, yeah. and hearing the show. Again, I'm still, I'm, I'm also like my my um, encounter with D Live before at the C3 NYC Church. They have, uh, mm. uh, I think, one D Live, and and it's Avantis too um, at the front yeah, house. baby. And SQs for broadcast and for monitors. Um, so I, I was kind of touching those consoles, you know, in, in Switcheroo mm. here and there. Um, but mostly uh, front house at C3 NYC is done by uh, Brandon Daniel. Major shout out. Uh, there you go. 50 cent, 50 cent sound engineer. By the way, if there's mm. one guy that I would recommend to bring, I mean, I can recommend multiple guys to come here. But <laughs> the guy that, because he's not heavy with words and I want to know so much about his career, but he's always like, yeah, he's super humble, but maybe you'll pull some. Uh, so, anyway, so, um, uh, yeah, so my, my kind of encounter with was very brief and, and to just like kind of have time on it with this. Uh, so we got the, the, the Dante card as well. So we have the uh, live sound check going on as well, the virtual sound check. So that kind of gives here and there a couple of more minutes. Wow, that tweak some that stuff. must be, those tracks must be so fun. Uh, right. So I think, uh, so two questions that we traditionally ask at the end of our time together. Um, the first one is we're all going to come down to uh, New York City and visit you. Where are you going to take us to eat? What's your favorite spot down there? Uh, Waldi's Pizza. Okay, I like it. Went right forward, no hesitation. 20, committed. Twenty sixth and and sixth. Is it just traditional cheese or is it? Like no, it's some, a, it's like it's a very stuff, unusual like a... pizza. No, no, it's a it's a thin crust brick oven pizza, but the ingredients yeah. are like top notch. And and it's a very unusual. People say like you know New York pizza this that. It's not a New York pizza, but it's one of my favorite pizzas. All right. Well then, pineapple or no pineapple? No. No. Thank you. Will's mad. Will's mad. Wait, wait. Am I the only one? Kyle, am I the only one here? I like pineapple. This is not going to be. You're going to scrap this episode now. Thanks, man. 56 minutes of okay, and then all of a sudden. Hold on. Maybe I'll get my second hate mail maybe over pineapple. Yeah, yeah. Every time we get into food, someone emails Chris something mean. So be nice to Chris, guys. Don't send me your podcast anymore. Yeah, Chris, hit him with a legacy, man. Hit him with a legacy. My legacy, anyway. Yeah. No, so Leo, I'm curious if you could define your legacy or how you'd want to be known, how would you define that? The best sound guy in the world. Yeah, baby. Like drop, hit the button. That's it. Oh, I can't move those anyway. There's there's micro microphones to drop. Wait, hold on. We got the we got the yeah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Finally <laughs> someone got it right. I, hold hey, on. If you do it long enough, they'll give you a trophy, you know that like it. I'll you're pass the, the trophy along. I'll pass. You're the, the first person along. to actually say that, so yeah, I, 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 like I like it. Yeah, it's great. And and, and, I'm, I, and I was, was going to first of that that mentioned pizza. Thank God. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. We really, we went, come on. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's been a thousand passes on pizza, and it's been Mexican and steakhouses and yeah. Asian food and. You're the first pizza. Thank you. No, no. My second would be Bleecker Street Pizza and then maybe Artichoke Pizza. But no, no. Definitely pizza. I mean, you're in New York. Come on. I'm going down uh, on the weekend. I'm going down on Sunday, actually. So I'll, I'll, I'll seek it out. Cool. I'm going to see yeah, Phantom yeah. with a bunch of cool people. It's going to be oh, great. Oh, cool, um, man. Yeah, man. That was also one of those pinnacle moments that I was like, wow, it can be that. You know? It's, yeah. 
Because you know, I mean, you don't expect it to be what it is. Anybody no. who haven't seen has to go and see it if you're into yes. production. You have yes, to go and see so, it. It's so stunning. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna need to take Willa. Willa, you need to come see it with me someday. You would Please. love it. Please. Um, speak Leo. about things. things <laughs> speak about productions that are like top notch. This is still, still, uh, thirty years, man. It's Oof. still, it's amazing. Um, like usually top, when I, top yeah, right, years. exactly. Yeah. Usually when I go visit people, I bring them a signal and noise swag. I think I'm out. We're gonna have to reorder some, but uh, give me a rain check, man. I'll we'll we'll we'll, we'll swag you down. I'll, I'll order some. There you I'll go. Uh, Leo, thank you so much for chatting with us, man. Thank it's been so an absolute pleasure cool. having you. We really appreciate it. Right. Anytime. I'll do this every week. <laughs> uh, my replacement <laughs> so nice to meet you all and like i said I, i'm always down to chat with uh with anybody about sound great. all day so mm -hmm. Time is